Hi, I'm Tom Goodcamp from Stax Goodcamp. I truly hope you'll never need to call me. However, the sad fact is that accidents happen. People get injured. Should this happen to you, you'll need us on your side. From the moment you call, we'll be there for you to take away all your fears and concerns and to work tirelessly and compassionately to get you the compensation you deserve. So if you've been injured at work or on the road, call me on 1800 25 1800 and get Stacks Good Camp on your side. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. We are back. Welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast. Eddie, unqualified opinion, unwavering bias. That's it. That's it. You know the drill. Lovely to be here, Tom. Great to have you. Another big week in sport. Tough week for rugby union. Yeah. Look, I feel like we say that every week, Tom. This has been a particularly tough week for rugby union. But this has been a tough week. It's been a particularly tough trot Mm. for rugby union. Yeah, it's lean trot. It's been a real lean trot. Um... So I think it's important that we cover off on that. Well, I think we, t- we, need, we need to touch on that. Australia Tom. is, by and large, a rugby union, a nation of rugby union fans, to a degree. Well, there's some. It's certainly waning. Mm. Um, but I think that we owe it to those fans yes. still remaining uh, to at least just give our opinions. I think the Australian public has been waiting to hear our thoughts on the situation. Can we rectify it? They turn to us in their time of need. Yeah, many t- other sports have, many other players have. Yeah. And look, the track record from where you and I stand is unblemished. Yes. So we'll see what we can do for Australian rugby. We'll see what we can do for Australian rugby. Uh, so look, we'll talk rugby. Uh, there's a, a kookaburra and some hot curry, Eddie. Uh, mm. a kookaburra being uh, an Australian male hockey player. Not often do we cover off on the not powerhouse. The no, not the bird. <laughs> No, we're not. We don't have any problem with the bird, the kookaburra, nor do we have a problem with the hockey players, the kookaburras, the men's hockey team. Mm. But not oft do we cover such a sport. No, not oft talked about the kookaburra. No, not the, outside of a, an Olympic year. Yes, or a Commonwealth Games. If I don't even know. Well, no, I wouldn't even go Com Games, Tom. No, no. Every four years. Yeah. Name me a hockey roo player right now. Bernard Tomic. Tomic's in. A bit of a purple patch. Hey, he's he's in career best form. Let's let's touch on Tomic. Going to be given out a VB. Justin Lang has come out. Uh, obviously, the uh, the sensei of the nation, mm. uh, the Zendo Kai master himself, coach of the Australian cricket team. Justin Lang has had uh, a couple more comments. We can expect more of these comments, I think, moving forward now that he's a coach of the nation. But uh, some quite interesting ones that I think we'd is like there, to touch on. There's a bit on. to get through this week, Tom. A bit to get through. Kenny Edwards, the grub from Parramatta. He's continued on his grubbery. Would it be a podcast without touching on another NRL grub? Tom? No, exactly right. Yeah, grub slash NRL promoter. Mm. Uh, we'll touch on that. And, I mean, the question I think on everyone's lips is, Manly, got to win. Are they back in premiership contention? Yes. All right, Eddie, let's just quickly get into it. Before we go anywhere else, Cam Smith announces his retirement from all rep football. Huge. Huge. Can't say I'm disappointed as a no, no. As a New South Wales fan. I will say I'm shocked. Very shocked. He pulled that one out at Pretty you. late in the piece, Cam. Kept, kept it very close to origin. Very close to origin. I don't know why you wouldn't just come out like the start of the year and just go, All right, I'm done. I'm not I'm not doing it. Does does Kev, did Kevin know at the start of the year? No, like, Kevin, or has Kevin been thrown a, a see, short ball from hell? You could see on Kevin's face that he was pained. He was stressed. He probably had some sort of you know, some Cameron Smith-induced hemorrhoids. Oh, yeah, he, he would have been. sat there in front of a throng of media. Oh, he'd types. be a mess. He'd be a hemorrhoid, hemorrhoid mess. Cam, Cam said in the press conference, he goes, you know, it's a big weight off my shoulders. And then Kevy goes, yeah, well, you just put them all onto mine. Oh, he actually says <laughs> he that. He actually said that. He was actually pretty funny in the press conference, Kevy. Now, um, 
what? What's going on here? Well, he's, he's old as fuck. Old yes. as Methuselah, if I can quote my grandma. Look, I, I, I acknowledge he's old as fuck. It's, the timing's getting me. Yeah, I don't know the timing. I the think timing's maybe, got me in a, in, a, in a knot. Yeah. I, I assume there's, no, there's nothing more to it than him just going, nah, okay, all right. Now's the time. So you reckon he's just been wrestling with it since since he last lifted since, the shield? Yeah, he's just been back and forth. In. And if you think about how long his season was last year, he had the full. Obviously, he made it to the grand final. He also played in all three Origins and the World Cup. Like huge season, fucking long year. And maybe for, and maybe, on the Dally M, old maybe, man. Maybe he's just. It, maybe it's just hard for him to get up for it now. Well, like, you know what I mean? You know, sometimes you've got to get up for it. Or even football's a beast. You've got to get up for it. You know, there are some things where you just go like, you know what? This used to be something I loved, but I just cannot be fucked, fucked. <laughs> I literally yeah. just cannot be fucked. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. But I tell you what, I've the coverage of his retirement has been so severe, nonstop, and complete by every news outlet it's literally only been announced about like four hours ago, five mm. hours ago, and I'm already mm. over it. I'm over the whole thing. I couldn't give a shit. Fox Sports were literally dredging up stats that that have never had any relevance in any other footballer's career ever until now with Cam Smith. And yeah. So they're going, you know, obviously uh, second most origin caps all time or something after Lockie, most cap, most is uh, captain, you know, maybe most wins, all this sort of shit. Um, most times touched the ball, most ball touches in the history of origin. Like, you know what I want to know about this? Is there like, there must be a database. A hundred percent. Where you can go and sort of stifle your way through, yeah. shift through, shift through mountains and mountains of stats. Of irrelevant stats. And I mean, no, you know, someone could say, well, it's not irrelevant. He touched the ball the most. Well, he's essentially like the dummy half. Like, well, he's a hooker. So if, if you play hooker and you've played that many origins, I would assume you've, you've therefore touched the ball more than anyone yeah, else. Yeah, it's not so you know much. What I mean? that... Who's touching the ball, ball that, more than a hooker? No maybe, maybe a halfback, and even then, probably not, because the halfback's probably getting it from the hooker. No, no, no. It, uh, the hooker would touch the ball the most. 100%. And he's played more games in hooker in origin than anyone else. Than anyone else. So these thank you, Fox Sports. Thank you. Thank you for these. And it's just, and what else is dr- like draining? And I mean, yeah, I could stop watching Fox Sports, Eddie, but... It was a it was a Wednesday Arvo, Tuesday Arvo. I didn't have much to do. Well, look, there's not a whole lot on a Tuesday Arvo. No, Maybe exactly. you weren't in the in the mood for the, the what are those romances in the afternoon? Oh, Sands of time. Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I'm all Gilmore Girled out. Yes. But sure. now I think I'm probably going back to Gilmore Girls because I'm now Camp Smith there. You look exhausted. Yeah, it's taken a toll on me, mate. My my skin's all dry and I'm fucked. <laughs> but I think as, as a collectively as New South Welshmen, proud New South Welshmen. Uh, the, Bleed, got, bleeders of blue. Yeah. Collective stiffies. Statewide stiffies. I think we've got statewide stiffy. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, it would be the first time in my uh, origin career, as a supporter, obviously, that I've had a Cam Smith-induced stiffy. Because we used to get Cam Smith-induced hemorrhoids. Yes. I mean, we've, we've gone over that at length. I've still got them. I mean, they our don't just origin go in, Our origin-induced hemorrhoids um, over what has been... Best been described as the decade of hell. Yes. I think now those hemorrhoids are turning into stiffies. Yeah, they are. 
I mean, we're all throbbing. We're all New throbbing. South Welshmen. New we're South throbbing. Welshmen. We're all we're all stiff. We're, we're all throbbing like... because Thurston's gone, Smith's gone, Cronk's gone. gone. I don't know what old Billy's doing, but Billy's banged up. Oh, Billy's Billy's seen better days. It's Billy's seen much better days. Yeah. So Billy might be there. Billy might not. Billy's look. You could say Billy's like a Ferrari. Their... Billy's a Ferrari, no doubt. But he's done like two hundred and thirty thousand k. Well, miles, 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 miles. He's 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 fucking long in the tooth, old yeah. Billy boy. Long in the tooth. Now all we're saying, punters, dribblers, is. It's it's a good time to be a proud New South Welshman who bleeds blue. It is great and time. I want you all, us all, to celebrate our our stiffies. Okay, well let's just dive straight into it. The biggest topic uh, that's gripping the nation at the moment. The, oh, it's a nation gripper. It's a nation gripper. We've had a couple of these, but not many. Um, Australian rugby in utter turmoil now. Surprisingly, for once, this is not an issue to do with the uh, the homophobia's Gail Falau. Um, yeah, we're going to brush him to one side. Is Gail's getting brushed? Um, At least for this week. Yep. Um, no doubt he'll rear his ugly head once more. But this week, it's it's purely on pitch performance. Well, this is purely a rugby-based problem, this mm, one. Yeah. Um, shocking results for Australian rugby over the weekend. Absolutely <laughs> shocking. The only win an Australian team had on the weekend was beating another Australian team. Mm. And that in itself was shocking because it was sadly the Rebels over the Brumbies in Brumby Town in Paris, mm. uh, and it was their second lowest crowd ever. Ever? Yes. And like It was like 4,000 people or something. And how was the weather? Was it cold? Oh, it was cold as fuck, Eddie. But, like, not tsunami. Like, not, like, there wasn't... Oh, yeah, how it hurricane the, conditions. Yeah, it wasn't no. hurricane conditions. The, the, the Raiders played there the next day. Okay. But, I mean, it was still probably fucking freezing. And when your team... When no, Australian but what, rugby, no, but what I'm trying to say is I'm assuming the lowest crowd was in and around that hurricane stuff. That yes. hurricane You mean conditions. their lowest crowd would have been hurricane-based? Yes. A hurricane-induced low crowd, whereas this is purely performance-based low crowd. That's right. Okay. We've cleared that up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so the Brumbies and the Rebels played. Rebels beat the Brumbies. Now, the reason that's also bad is because no one cares about the Rebels. At least the Brumbies are a stalwart rugby uh, franchise. Storied history. Yes. The, probably, you would say... The, probably the Glamour Club? Well, the, the, certainly the most successful Australian Super Rugby team. Yeah, I think they've probably got the best image. Image, history, all that. Unfortunately, located in Canberra, they can't help that. No. So the Brumbies lost. Then the Reds got... Absolutely butt fucked by the Sunwolves. The winless Sunwolves. The winless Sunwolves in Japan. Mauled. Mauled to death. First time I think that the Sunwolves have ever beaten an Australian team, Eddie. This is the Queensland Reds who have uh, Quade Cooper languishing in uh, park footy. Yeah. Playing for South Logan On or whatever shit it loads. is. On 800k, I'm hearing, Eddie. 800k to play. You're hearing 800. Footy. Yeah, I'm hearing 800. I'm also hearing from some sources, re Quade Cooper. That he legit thinks he's going to make a comeback. Like, so what is happening? As, if, as far as I understand it, right now with Quaid and uh, Thorn doesn't love him. Thorn doesn't love him, but apparently neither does Checker, and it's more about Checker going no. Re- what? So as in the no, s- no, no. Yeah, like as in no, we don't want him. We don't want him anywhere. Look, I don't know. That seems it- a bit. That seems a, bit, a little bit outrageous because. He's been paid so much money, you'd think. Yeah, and like, also, we well Checker, aren't something. you the bloke that that picked him in that in that Bledisloe decider when we'd beaten the All Blacks yeah. in Sydney all those know. years ago? Doesn't make sense to me. Like you know, look, surely again. the writing was on the wall then. 
punters, dribblers, we preface every podcast with this, but take nothing that we say as gospel. Unqualified opinion, unwavering bias. That's what we say at the start of the at the at the top of the show. We know dribblers. nothing. No, take no, it, take it all the grain of salt. But we, but we hear whispers. We hear whispers, and what I'm hearing is that Checker doesn't like Quaid. But no. Quaid is literally going like he's apparently digging his heels in. So essentially, I think the Reds would like him to go because he's eaten up a chunk of change. And also he's on ARU cash, right? But so if he goes to another club, then the Reds have a bit of walking around money to throw at that gay hater Israel Folau. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, 800's a lot. Well, I think half of that's ARU, half right, of that's okay. Reds. Still, still, 400. 400. That's shitload. a lot of Bibles. That's, they're, they're, that's a lot of Bibles. Oh, mate, that's a shitload of Bibles. That could, that could lure Izzy. Oh, yeah. We digress, though, just for the punter and the dribbler who's been living under a, a rock. Well, metaphorical? Well, a metaphorical rock or otherwise. Yes. Um, the Sunwolves put 63 on the Reds. 63 played 28. Now, that is an extraordinary Is dis- Is disgusting to, to uh, an aggressive a term to describe that score? No. Disgusting. Makes me feel violently ill. I feel sick. Could you argue that... With a red hot Quade Cooper in your side, that you could have bloody, you might, you could have flipped those results. From. Well, all I would say to to Brad Thorne is, at what point can you no longer justify your decision to leave Quade Cooper out? Now, I'm not, I'm not even the biggest like fan of Quade as a player. Like he was good, and he's he's a bit hot and cold. He was good in like. When was it 2011 when they won the comp? Yeah, he was, and everything he touched turned to gold. Yeah, like they were good then. They, he was great then, but I just wonder. If you're getting beaten by the Sunwolves, how long can you, and you're paying Quaid, whether you like it or not, shitloads of money. Where's this money going from? Um, well, look, four hundred thousand from the Reds, four hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where are where they? Where in God's name are they getting that money? From? No, I don't know. The Brummies are getting four thousand to a game. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where the money. No, the from. broadcast deal be well. Basically, what it is is South Africa and New Zealand. Yes. Components of Sands are paying for it. Yes, I think so. Um, anyway, who cares about Quaid in this situation? Australian rugby's fucked. The Reds lose to the Sunwolves. Mm. We then move over to, Eddie, what was, I think, the uh, exemplification of rugby, of, of rugby in Australia dying in front of our very eyes. Yeah, hopefully hopefully it, not for good. Hopefully if you put the pack-a-whacker on them and shock them back into well, life. You, but you, you can pack-a-whack stuff. You could, you, you, it's, it's conceivable you could pack-a-whack Australian rugby as Twiggy Forrest is doing in Western Australia currently. But the Waratahs, Eddie. The Waratahs are up against the Crusaders. Now remember, punters and dribblers, Australia has not beaten a New Zealand provincial rugby side for 38 games. Record stuff. At this point. At this point, 38 games. So that dates back to 2016. I didn't even remember what I was doing back in 2016. Couldn't tell you, punter. Cronulla won the premiership. Think of it that long. That long ago. Yeah. Before Cronulla even held up the trophy. But even longer than that. That's what I mean, even before then. So they have got out to a 29 to nil lead against the Crusaders. Who are the, to- the top of the table? 29 nil. 29 now, <laughs> now, at this stage, Eddie, you can put the cue in the rack from a statistical perspective going, well, no one's ever chased down 29-0 in the history of Super Rugby, so that's fine. We've got it. We were at least going to break this drought. Yeah. Ooh, well, no. that, well, that's what you, you I mean. That's what you That's where think. the safe money was. That's dog. where the safe money was. That's what the stats told you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So the Crusaders managed to chase down 29 points. At what point were they 29-0 up? How far into the match? Well, see, this is the thing. It was probably like a quarter of the match. The, the Waratahs scored a very quick 29 points. 
Um, is Gale played fantastically to, it's in fairness to him. Uh, when you've got the Lord on your side, though, I mean, that, that happens. Um, it, was quickly ab- like, it was quickly abandoned I by I kind of feel like God deserted Australian rugby a long time ago, uh, mm. and that was certainly exemplified in this comeback from the, from the Crusaders. And it wasn't just like the Waratahs got to 29 points and then didn't score another point for the entire game. Now, I've got to also hand out a, uh, a notable VB here to a friend of the show, punter and dribbler himself, Alexander Newby, who put 100 bucks on the Crusaders to win at $1.25 or something before the game. Yep. The Waratahs then got out to 29 points and we're all sitting there going, we're fucking home here, boys. He goes and doubles down on his bet at the Crusaders at 325. 325 they were paying at 29 nil. Yeah. What? Yeah. It should be that thousand to one. It should if be it's a, never happened. No, it was only three twenty five. But even the punters know, even the bookies That's know. That's it. Even the bookies. Oh my god! And I've never seen someone more confident about a bet. You know, like if you were to go double down on something when you team the team you're betting on is twenty nine nil down, you might come back and be like, "Oh yeah, look, it's a bit of a saucy bet, but I'm fuck it, I'm just going for it." He came back going, "Mate, this is the easiest money I've ever bet in my life." I'm not like he was just like, "Mate, it's it's happening. Don't worry about a thing." That and the and the and the Crusaders haven't scored a point. And then they just came back and won the whole fucking thing. Well, congratulations to New. Well, he gets a VB for that performance. Well, I think he gets a Victoria. He gets. He's got. Stones. He would have. Had, he would have had several on Saturday. Absolutely, he's got some stones on him though to, to make that bet. Well, that's, that's good punting. We though. celebrate stones yeah. on the show. Tom. Yeah, I think we celebrate stones. We celebrate stones, and they are stones. I mean, when you think about it, though, and in terms of like, what is the problem? What's the problem with Australian rugby? And that's essentially what people come here for. Solutions, answers, and I don't necessarily direction. know. If, uh, direction, maybe it's direction in a dark time because I don't know if I've got solutions for you other than to get better. But and this is without shitting on anyone, we don't have world class rugby union players. In we don't have that many. If you really think about world class, like if you're picking a world fifteen, and you're picking a side. You'd, there's like you, there's, three. There are you lock in Pocock and Hooper, and maybe Curtly and Falau. So yeah, four. Four. Is there anyone else that you would pick there that I'm not thinking of? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. Time was, we probably had like nine out of fucking fifteen in the starting side of the world fifteen. We just don't have it. it we just don't have it. We don't have the so, players. So what do we? So I think what we're seeing here, Tom, is. A lack of, a lack of investment in grassroots footy, right? Which takes time to pay dividends. Pay well, pay dividends, but also lack of funding takes time to rear its ugly head. Yes, we are now seeing through the fullness of time the fruits of a lack of funding. The fruits of a lack of funding, and the fruits are Dis- they're, the, they're, they're they're dishevelled. They're filled dishevelled, with, filled they're, with seeds and taste like shit. Oh, they're disgusting. They're 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 red delicious apples. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're red delicious. They're flowery and fucked. No flavour. No crispy bite. No. No juice. No substance. No. Just flowery, wishy washy, red delicious rubbish. That's what we've got, punters, dribblers. Now, <laughs> I think on top of that is that we only had a couple of pink ladies. We had a couple of pink ladies, but mostly red delicious, yeah. right? Yeah. And so back when there were three sides, there was, you know... Enough pink ladies to go around. There was around. enough pink ladies in a side to, 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 to sort be competitive. of... competitive. Well, to be competitive, to get Ws, to maybe yeah. even win a championship yeah. if, the, if, the, if the apples aligned, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> but 
when we went out to when it rode out on the on our bloody high horse and started throwing in two more teams, there just wasn't enough pink lady to go around. No, it became golden deli- red delicious. So yeah, yeah, your pink lady to red delicious ratio was punters fucked. dribblers was fucked. Now that arrives, we arrive at this point, the crucial think, juncture, in the, this the crucial juncture, and and I think what we've been sort of building up to results and direction. Yes, I think we need to fuck off the rebels. Yes. So that we aren't too deleted, uh, diluted, diluted rather. Uh, that's obviously our pink lady to red delicious ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, that's first and foremost. That's first and foremost. I think we need to. I don't know how you do it, but I'm just throwing out ideas because I can. I think you need to start stop. You stop letting your showstoppers leave. Yeah, I, ta- talent identification is paramount. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe invest in some scouts. I don't know if you've heard of scouts, Rugby no. Union, but scouts are generally. Uh, they're people that sort of go out into where, where people, the, ner- the nurseries, so to speak, yeah. of, of of footballing talent across Australia. Go watch kids play footy, basically, and and identify them early enough so that you can sign them up before someone else does. Have you ever heard stories of like, oh yeah, uh, you know, this kid's been with the Bulldogs since he was twelve years old. The, the guy was probably playing at some regional carnival in the middle of fucking nowhere, stomping kids out, scoring long-range tries, and then a talent scout rugby union has been there and gone, oh, let's take him over to rugby league. Or you union tards will bloody pick him up, put him in a GPS school for two years, and then as he ripens to a shiny fucking pink lady... Showstopper! Showstopping pink lady, then rugby union swoops him with that Russell Crowe cash and just goes, yoink... Uh, and then he's got a decision to make now. He's young. He's 18. He's got the world at his feet, a big throbbing cock, and he's got that uh, NRL money, that South cash, yeah. or he's got or he's got ARU who are going, yeah, we want you to play like East's Colts for fucking five years. And what's a young throbber to do when he's got that elite, that alpha cash dangling in front of his nose, or you offer him beta cash to go play Colts? And then, uh, and then we're going to progress you through to grade, and then you're going to hopefully get in the Waratahs train and trial squad. And then, nah, no, no, thank you. Uh, I'm Angus Crichton, prepared to chop my finger off of my team. I'm going to go to South, and then I'm going to get paid like close to a million dollars to go to the Roosters, or I'm Kalen Ponga, who's going to be an immortal and get a Dalian in his first full year. That's talent identification, rugby union. That's that. That's that talent identification, and that's what you're lacking. That's what, you, that's what you've been lacking. So I don't want to say Vale Australian rugby. Not prepared to say Vale yet, Tom. Not prepared to say it, but I will say this. Vale Australian rugby. <laughs> why do people commit crimes? Do prisons really work? Can You Tell Me Why is a podcast series by the University of Wollongong that finds surprising answers to difficult questions. We tap into the bright minds of UOW experts and take a hard look at the big issues around drugs, crime, robots, immortality, and much more. All eight episodes of Series 1 are available now. Can You Tell Me Why? A podcast by the University of Wollongong. At Liberty Financial, we're free-thinking. Not in a no-shoe-wearing, long-hair, free-love kind of way. We're financial free-thinkers. Like when your deposit isn't enough for others to give you a mortgage. At Liberty, we're more flexible with smaller deposits. And you can trust that at Liberty, we won't treat you just like everyone else. Call 13 11 33 or visit liberty.com.au. Liberty, free-thinking loans to help you get financial. Lending criteria apply. 
All right, Eddie. It's look as we said in the opener. Not often do we cover uh, the 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 sport of hockey. Um, not sure we've ever covered. No, I don't think we've ever covered. Not ice hockey, uh, but field hockey. Well, we don't live in the northern hemisphere, Tom. Yeah, but we're, also we're field hockey men. We are a nation of field hockey. We're players. field hockey people. Well, we don't have the climate to really sustain an ice hockey competition year round or just seasonally. You know what I mean? It'll all have to be played in one centre or couple. Look, it's just not for us. It just <laughs> it do, it's not for us. Um, nor is field hockey, though. You know, if I'm being honest, but. Uh, that there is a story that has commanded our attention. Um, so I'm just going to read a bit of this article and then we can we can really sort of rip into it. Um, Daily Telegraph here. Australian hockey player Matt Bird, household name Matt. Uh, Australian, oh, how could I forget? Matt, the, hi- the household name Bird. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he'll front uh, court on a raft of drugs charges and the possession of a prohibited weapon later this month. Bird, who made his Kookaburras debut earlier this year, has stood down from the Australian squad as he prepares to face a Perth court on May 29. Sports Confidential can reveal that Bird is fighting to save his hockey career and fight he will as he faces four counts of selling a prohibited drug and possessing prohibited weapons. What were the weapons? Well, I'm assuming it was a gun. (laughs) Um... Hockey Australia advises Matthew Bird has withdrawn from the national senior men's squad following an incident concerning the police in Perth last Thursday afternoon, statement read. Bird subsequently offered his resignation from the national senior men's squad, which has been accepted by Hockey Australia until the matter is resolved. Bird's 21 years old. Now, I'm wondering, he's obviously selling drugs. Bird's obviously selling drugs. Well, yes, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Now... I would have thought that we would have been encouraging someone of like you know, hockey roos players to have a side hustle. Well, I think so. Uh, I don't know how much hockey hockey pays. Wouldn't pay much, Tom. Is that more a symptom of Hockey Australia than it is for Matt Bird, who's maybe just showing a little bit of ingenuity, selling a little meth on the side? Well, or? look, first off, the, off the, straight out of the gate, I, I mean, I can't, I can't over overstate my level of concern in around where this place is for for gold at. At Tokyo 2020, Tom. That's the, that's the major concern. I mean, that's my... Punters and dribblers, as always, we are brought to you by the primo betting platform of this great nation of ours, and that's Neds. Big fans of Neds. We love Neds. They uh, have been huge supporters of us, huge supporters of everything we do over here, and we love them. Now, Eddie, if you're a punter or a dribbler and you want to engage with the community on Neds, how are you doing? It's very, very simple. Either you can follow Tom and I... It's even toddler if you're a loser. You can follow our profiles in the Ned's profile section, but I think a greater use of your time is to join the About Even group, under groups. Now, the code to get in is Dribbler. If it's not Dribbler, it's Dribblers. Forgive me. There you can follow all our tips, me, Shebos, Gurus, Burmos, sometimes Tobler, but again, who cares about him? It's a great community environment where we tip winners, we tip losers, mostly learners, losers, but sometimes winners. That's it. Shout out to Neds. Now, what's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, you voted with your with your mouths, and Good Day has been popular with you all so far. Thank you very much to everyone who has uh, got around it, sampled it, tried it. But 
there's plenty more to go around and we 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 believe in this thing, the daily multivitamin, and we think you all should have a go. There's more gullets to be pounded. Correct. You know what I mean? Like if I'm looking at if I'm looking at the gullets of this nation, not enough gullets full of good day. That's right. For mine. Well listen, we see it we, we see we see gullets that need to be filled and we are in the business of filling gullets. I'll say this, Ed, we've been on it for a while now and it helps uh, with mental clarity. It helps with energy throughout the day. Uh, it helps with liver cleanliness and function. Which we, I, know, I know there's a shitload of you that need that. There's I a shitload of you out there. for a fact you need a good scrub of the internals. Correct. I know that for we know sure. It. Now, if you've already got your own multivitamin that you're taking, don't bother changing. We're not asking you to change. But if you can you, if you want. You can, but you don't have to. But if you do nothing... If you do nothing for your health, then you've got to start somewhere. Now, if it's a run for you, that's great. But your nutritional health is something that we all fucking ignore. Good day is an opportunity for you to make smart decisions. The least you can do is a little good day. Use the code DRIBBLERS for 20% off. Punters and DRIBBLERS, 20% off. It's our gift from us to you. BeGoodHealth.com.au My first and foremost concern is, is where we're placed in terms of heaping get gold back to this nation. Yeah. But also to your point, I mean, are we are we honestly we we can't honestly expect poor old Matthew Bird, the household name, to to throw away years. You know, he could have been chasing a career, and yet he's put that on pause because he knows how much Australian hockey field hockey gold means to the nation. That's it, and he's put that on hold to to pursue this career. Well, he's put, he's put a career on hold. To pursue, can we try? He's put a career in selling meth on hold. <laughs> no, he he could have gone. He could have gone. He, he might have been a promising banker. Type. Oh, okay. So he, he could have had a he could have had a burgeoning career in the financial sector. I mean, I mean <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Right. He could have been. He could have been an esteemed lawyer. He may have. He may, he may have well have been an astrophysicist, Matthew yeah. Bird. <laughs> the household name. There's, there's no way of knowing. But what we do know is that he's put all that on hold to chase gold for the nation in field now, hockey. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Now, what I'm saying is, obviously, doesn't pay well for hockey. Pays terribly. Pays terribly. I'm that, not even sure it pays. I think you've got to pay for your kit. You've absolutely you've got to pay for your kit, Tom. You've got to pay rego fees. I mean, don't be mad. This is field hockey. There isn't, to my mind, a national competition. <laughs> no, I, I certainly haven't seen one. Certainly not televised. Not that I'm not aware of an NHL. <laughs> no, no. Or we don't have one. what would we call it? National Field Hockey Association. <laughs> An and NFL, NFHL, National Field, uh, yeah, NFHL. So off, right off the bat, you're sort of you're looking at it, going, "Well, how's he going to how's he going to get a few pennies together?" Yeah, where's the food coming from? And punters and dribblers, need I remind you that if you're going to go for gold at Tokyo 2020, you've got to you've got to sacrifice a fair amount of your time. Yes. He'd, be, he'd be training eight, nine, ten hours a day. To- I'd say so. Oh, I'd assume so. Well, I mean, if he wants to win gold for the nation, and well, certainly if he's got, if he's, if he's getting high on his own supply, Eddie, one would assume that the energy one gets from meth mm. probably is training eight or nine hours a day, maybe more. Well, could be. Not, not a scientist. No, no, I'm not a scientist. Matt could have been, but, but Matt could have been. That's what I'm saying. Is how would we? How do? How do is this he, how we show thanks? How do you show thanks like this? How do you go one minute to be to be so expecting, so demanding of, of poor young Matt, the household name, to then throw him under the bus the next minute when you, when he doesn't meet social society's conventions? Yeah, what? Sorry, Matt's trying to make a little walking around money because he's burying himself in not even walking around money. NHFL. This is this is this is 
roof over your head. Yeah. Bit of, bit of a meal in your tummy, mate. Yeah, just a bit of bloody bread and water, please, sir. And some gruel so I can go out and... <laughs> So I can go out and play hockey for my nation. Well, what Tom and I are saying is, is spare a thought for the household name Matt Wright? Because... <laughs> Matt Bird. <laughs> uh, Eddie, Justin Langer, coach of the nation, Zendo Car Master. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to say, don't you dare leave out Zendo Car Zendo Master. Zendo Car Master. Zendo Car Black Belt. Um, so he's come out and said this week, and I just found this an interesting statement from, from old JL mm. in regards to the ball tampering saga, ongoing as it is. He said, if Alan Border asked him to, to tamper a ball back in the day, he would have done it. Is that right? I find that pretty interesting. And I find that certainly um, takes a bit of the heat off old bangers. Because, I mean, let's remember, Bangers is a West, Western Australian, West Australian boy. Yeah. Langer's not necessarily looking out for him, but he was a young buck. Well, he's Bangers. looking out for his own. Well, Bangers was a young buck and was clearly told by Warner to tamper with the ball. Oh, that's fucking obvious. But I want, but that comment in and of itself is kind of also a little bit of a swipe, I think, at either Warner, Smith, or both of them. Because it's acknowledging that that's exactly what happened, which we kind of already knew. Well, we absolutely knew that. Yes. Otherwise, if it was Banger's idea, then why did anyone else get? Why drag sharp? your captains into it? Yeah. Like that was so obvious. And even more than that, I still think it's almost certainly the case that it was Warner that instigated it, and Smudge, not be- because he's not a natural leader of men who tired. Turned a blind eye. Yeah, Smudge didn't have the uh, intestinal fortitude to lead his country in That's that right. moment. When the country right. needed a leader yeah. off the field, yeah. we didn't have one. On the field, we had a leader. Off the field, we had a baby. Interesting, though, that he said, if my captain, Alan Border, had a said, imagine if he'd said, if my vice captain. Well, then you fucking... Jesus, that'd be punchy. Yeah. And, and you know what? If this is the kind of honest... Discourse we can expect from the Zendo Kai Master. I'm fucking excited for the next tenure of Australian. I'm fucking. I'm horny, Tom, for it. To be honest, I don't. I know that might sound like a funny word to use in these trying dark times, but you know, I've got to be honest too. JL's been honest, and I'm out here being honest too. I'm going to speak my mind. I'm I'm horny for this next period. (laughs) Punters, dribblers, Tom, um, Bernard, Tommy. Australia's great hope. I guess he could be described as that. In the tennis arena? Yeah. I mean, probably probably the most likely to deliver us, I would have thought, um, that elusive major. Well, things are looking up for Bernie at the moment. Back on, back on the right track, I think. Bernie seems to have strung a couple of famous well, wins. Well, I wouldn't say famous wins. I'd say famous win. Oh. So Bernie's got his first W since, since January. Congratulations, Bernie. Now, you might think maybe he's done it in a Grand Slam. Maybe he's done it in ATP. Maybe he's done it in a in a Masters tournament. No, mm. no, no. No. It's not how Bernie fucks. No, Bernie doesn't fuck like that. Bernie <laughs> doesn't fuck like that. No, no, no. Bernie's gone back to the challenges, gone to ply his trade, gone back to where it all began. What is the challenges? Explain that for the punter and the drill. So it's like... be so au fait with the lower level of I'll tennis. explain it. It's sort of like... This in order, it, basically, this is your order. You've got your Grand Slams are worth some mo- worth the most. Mm. Then your Masters. Then you'd have like ATP one thousands. Then ATP five hundreds. Then ATP two fifties. Oh Jesus! Um, 
Then I don't know if there's ATP 100s or not, but he's sort of like two rungs below that. The Dubbo local comp. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's sort of, he'd be in and around Dubbo. Okay. They're in Europe at the moment. He's playing in a French challenger, but it would, the town I'm imagining would, is sort the of. The Dubbo yeah, of France. It's the Dubbo of France. Okay. Bit of the Dubbo of France. Yes. So Bernie's over in the Dubbo of France, not because he has to, but because he wants to be there, Tom. Oh, really? This is a, this is a self-imposed. No, uh, that's a complete lie. No. Tom, Bernard has to be there. This is where Bernard's at now. Bernard's 243rd in the world. Yeah, he's playing in the Dubbo Wednesday comp. Yeah, but Bernie gets up for, his, for a famous victory, the first since January, against Jeffrey Blackenall. He, yep. he did it in three sets. So he, he, uh, we, was this a five-set match? No, no, no. Grand Slams, right. Oh, only Davis Cup and Grand Slams. So, five sets. Pulling so Jeffrey did take one Pushed set. Pushed him all the way. Pushed him all the way. Now, the bloke he was playing was 276 in the world, so he's expected to win at young Bernard. But he was playing a man of similar standards. That's right. But this is where it gets good for Bernard, because he's back in the money. Get out of here. He's back in that cash. Oh, good. Because you know he's a flashy bastard. Well, likes he counts the, his millions. He li- well, he likes his Ferraris, and he likes to... Lives on the gold coast. He, li- he lives on the goldie, and he, he likes to, to flash his cash. He likes to sit around and count his millions. He said it himself. That's right. Now, Bernie... For that big win, that famous victory over there in the Dubbo of France. Yep. He's walked away with a cool 3,475 big ones. Get out of here. Does he have to pay tax on that? He'd be, he'd be paying. That's gross. That is- <laughs> That's gross. Pre-super. Pre-tax. He's also going to pay for his own tennis rackets and strapping. Strings. Yeah, strings. Um, shoes. Shoes. Water bottles. Yeah, socks, undies. What about it? What about some sort of rego as well? I'd well, assume. oh no, well you've got to register to play in the Dubbo Comp, Tom. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's the same over there. If you want to play in the Dubbo in the Dubbo Wednesday Comp, you've got to turn up with your with your seven dollars fifty every night. Yeah. And absolutely. you've got to pay your taxes. You pay your fucking your fee. Well you've got to keep the lights on, Tom. Yeah, exactly. They keep the lights on and the bloody in the in the lines paid. No, it. mate, it's no free rides here. No, no, no. So he'd be he would have paid his reg eight. Um, but shit, for that sort of money, hey mate, w- that's it w- worth flying to. Fr- it's worth fr- flying to France for. Well, that's three thousand. What's that? That's an airfare back to the Goldie, and then maybe. Well, a bit hang of on. After afterwards. all his expenses, after he's got to pay. Let's, for let's entry. work this out. He's got to pay entry fee seven fifty. Yep. He's got to pay uh, manager's fees. So what's that like twenty percent? Well, he's probably losing ten percent. Ten percent of that. So he's losing. We'll, we'll get it up on the phone. Let's yeah. call it thirty five hundred punters dribblers. We'll just try and work this out. So what Bernie lose, walks away with. So he'll be losing three fifty, just in in his manager. Yep, is that fair? Let's uh, three hundred fifty management fees. Yep, yep. That leaves him at thirty one fifty. Okay. He would, he's probably lost another three fifty on a trainer. Another ten percent. He probably is twenty percent up front. So then Bernie's down to twenty eight hundred. All right, now let's do seven fifty for seven dollars fifty for Rego. Minus seven dollars fifty for Rego punters dribblers. Um, socks, socks. What? Twenty bucks? No, let's come on. Ten, I say seven dollars for a pair of socks. Oh, because he's got to go cheap. Yeah, well, he's he's going bargain basement here. He's um, he, he's he's playing outfit, playing outfit. Oh, look, maybe he's got a few leftover Nike kits. So I reckon he's probably got that himself. But okay. Water bottles. What? Oh, six fifty. Six fifty a pop. Maybe he needs three of those over the course of a three set match, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought so. Two bananas at at what? Oh, well, we don't know the season over there. That's true. We don't know the season. I think just to be safe, you've got to go 250 a pop. 250 a pop per, per nana. He's probably having four of them. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so we're $10 worth of bucks. He's probably looking at 10 bucks. Okay, now airfare back to Goldie. 
2K. 2K. At least. Is he going business or is he going premium economy? He's not going economy. We know he's going premium. Well, they go premium. Call it two. Call it two. Call it two two. Let's call it two two for premium economy. Let's call it two two. Um, we Is haven't it? we haven't factored into account accommodation over there, Tom. Okay. He's over there for the week. What is he a hundred dollars a night? At least is he at least a hundred a night? Unless he's staying at at some sort of B and B, not an Airbnb, but like a B and B. Okay, let's go hundred a night. He's, okay. over, he's probably there a week. Yeah, he'd have to be there a week. Probably ten days. Let's. Let's give him seven days. Seven days? Okay. Now, I think, uh, and then meals. Meals. Probably, what, he probably gives himself 50 bucks a day on meals? I'd say about 50 bucks a day. So, so what, seven. another 350? Yeah. Okay. Now. What's he walk away with? Bernard walks away in a bit of trouble. Oh, shit. Bernard's, Bernard's, Bernard's down 494. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie. Tom, rugby league, bit of rugby league. Mm. Now, obviously, everyone was uh, shocked and surprised by Manly's victory over the Broncos outside of you and me. Uh, everything everything looks at this stage like we're back on a premiership tilt for 20, 2018. So I think the trajectory sort of maps pretty closely to, to a premiership winning tilt. side yeah. and, and sort of the runs they can go on after famous victories. Yes. So watch this space. I'm not ruling out rings. No, it feels like a 2018 feels like a ring sort of year. Now, on Manly, there are yarns, whispers on the wind that we may be picking up the irrelevant Trent Hodkinson. I, I don't think they're whispers. I think they're they're facts. And I'm I'm not. I don't mind it. Someone tagged me in this the other day and was like, "Oh, Manly picking up Trent Hodkinson." I was like, "Well, uh, when you're in a position like Manly, which is one that would be considered by many to be a bit of hot curry, and." There's not much, and you got salary cap drums out the arsehole. Picking up a state of origin winning halfback is well. I was about to say that was like something to turn your nose up. I was about to say that was he not the last state of origin winner? Yeah, for, the, for the great state of New uh, South Wales. Eddie, I go so far as to say that you know what him and Joey Johns have in common? They're the last two state of origin winning halfbacks. There aren't many halfbacks in the in the great state of New South Wales that can say that. In fact, there is only one, and that's Trent Hodkinson. So for anyone that's trying to make manly fans. Feel like signing up, Trent. Is, and for those, it... and for those of you out there who are saying, are you honestly comparing what we've once labelled the irrelevant Trent Hodkinson with Joey Johns? I would say facts are facts. The facts fact are is, facts. the only halfback that's one state of origin who wears blue on his back since Joey is Trent. That's a fact. That's a fact. And if we're going to get him to, if we can pick that man up for for cheap chippy cost price for cost price. Um, then I think we're going to do it. And again, to reiterate, with a with a with a a player of his talent, of his immense capabilities, capabilities. Thank you, Tom. I think we're back on that that premiership trajectory. Well, exactly. He he'll be over. Well, reports he's coming over mid season before June thirty deadline. Premiership till back on track. I heard he was training with the boys today. Well, very close to. If he isn't today, it should be soon. But doesn't that just solidify? how much Trent Barrett must hate Jackson Hastings. Yeah. To the point where you're going, mm, I know we're paying you three fifty a year. But and I know we're, money's already tight. We're already strapped for cash. But no. But no, we're going to go and get another. We're going to go and spend money on someone else other than have you in the team. Because you're, uh, you're not great for the, no, for, the, you're not. for the culture of the side. No. But now, it's great I think probably out. enough on Manly. Oh, God, yeah. 
The fans are sick of Manly. Mm. The punter and the dribbler. Well, the punter and the dribbler, Tom. Yeah. Yes. Um, Kenny Edwards, Eddie. Wanted to talk to you about Kenny Edwards. Kenny! Um, the eel. One of the NRL good guys. Real sweet, genuine person. Liked by all and sundry, except anyone that plays for Parramatta. So unless you're a Parramatta player or fan, maybe not a big fan of Kenny Edwards, but... Oh, he's salt of the earth, though. Yeah, yeah. Not a grub at all. Now, I will just give you a little bit of a... Just a bit of a history of Kenny Edwards' uh, NRL rap sheet to date. So, did miss the entire 2015 season after being handed a nine-month ban for providing urine on behalf of a teammate, Kaiser Pritchard. <laughs> now, some may say that's just a good bloke, which is fair. Well, but that's mate, just the start. Well, if it was yeah. that in isolation, Eddie, then yeah, sure. But it wasn't. Um, he was also suspended for the first seven rounds of last season and fined $60,000 over domestic violence incident. Kenny's a bit of a grub. Kenny's in the, uh, in the, in the headlines again. So Kenny uh, has apparently been pulled over in a random roadside check last month uh, by the Popo. Apparently, allegedly, potentially, allegedly, I don't know. Well, uh, allegedly. Allegedly on the source mm. and has abandoned the vehicle and just fucking legged it. <laughs> so he's been pulled over by the police. Yes. And... They've probably, I assume, gone back to the car just to just to run the plates, yeah, and run the man, yeah. And and Kenny, knowing he's an elite footballer, knowing he's got the the uh, the engine, oh, the he's motor, the, oh, he's got the engine, he's got the motor, he's got the legs, he's got yeah, the speed, stamina, stamina. He's an elite athlete. Once again, I reiterate that point, punters, dribblers. He's seen a he's seen an opportunity, a hole, a gap, a so gap, to speak. a gap in the defensive line, yeah, so to speak. I yes. mean, hate to use a. Sporting parlance. Yeah, but but I will. Absolutely you will. Um if you if you give if you give old Kenny, he's a crafty old bastard, Kenny. If you give Kenny an inch, he'll take a mile. Hey, he'll take a mile. And every... if you give him a gap, he'll, he'll hit it. it. He'll hit it hard. He'll hit it with purpose, punishment was. <laughs> and he has uh gone for a run, um, and has this has only so it happened like a month ago, mm. and then his court date is I think uh tomorrow maybe. And he's literally just told Parramatta, he's like, oh, hey, Parramatta, just quickly, also, like, I've got a court appearance tomorrow because I evaded police after getting pulled over drink driving. So there's that. They're like, what, Kenny? So they've probably got a full contact session tomorrow and he's gone, yeah, listen, Sorry, can't make that. Can't make that because I've got to get a court for uh, evading police. And, 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 like, Brad Arthur's going, Jesus Christ, I've fucking done everything for you, Kenny. But again, I mean, look, in the same breath, as much as we chastise Kenny for his grubbery, his rugby league grubbery, hmm. just just more, it keeps rugby leagues, in the, rugby league in the headlines, Eddie. That's what we want. That's what we want. That's what the game wants. That's what, that's certainly what the big wigs upstairs at Moore Park want, Tom. Mate, I tell you, Rugby Union would kill for something like this. Hmm. They dined out on Nick Phipps pissing at a bar for... What seemed like two weeks. Well, I think it was the best part of two weeks. This will be gone tomorrow, this Kenny Edwards story. The NRL's got enough of these things. Well, it'll really be care. replaced. Exactly. They could really do with it. Back to just quickly us trying to solve Rugby Union and their issues. They need more Kenny Edwards. They could do with the Kenny Edwards in the, in the competition. Maybe that is the problem with Rugby Union, is they need to have a, an all-out assault on Rugby League. Think about when they got bloody... Wendell over there. Wendell got him in the headlines. 
Yep, they got Big Dell. They got Lottie. Who got him in the Lottie. headlines? Lottie got him in the headlines. Did Matty Rogers get him in the headlines? Well, look, he played well, and that's more than you need. That's mm. more than enough. If you can just play well, that's fine. But if you can play well and get him in the headlines, then you are a cash cow. So they need they need a few old. Maybe that's the other thing. Maybe they need to go and get a few. Maybe a few has been leagueies just yeah. to get bums on seats. Once and again. and punter dribbler, don't get it twisted. Israel Falau. Uh, we don't. I don't think that is the sort of headline you want. You don't want homophobic. No, 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 Mormon no, no, slash no, no, Christian. No, no. Yeah, if anyone's saying, well, he's been putting, putting them in the headlines. No, no, no. It's it's twenty eighteen. It's twenty eighteen. That's not headline. I mean, shit. you know, poor old Ken, Kenny's been offered a gap. He's hit a gap at speed. Kenny's oh, Kenny, doing what footballers do and hits gaps. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's fine. That's that's play on. But but that homophobic stuff. No, that ain't that doesn't wash. That's 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 eighteen hundreds. That's that eighteen hundred. That's a dark ages school. Yeah, that's thought. that dark. Yeah, that's that. That's but, that. That's that BC stuff. Yeah, exactly. That BC business. I tell you what. While, while we, I know we've jumped back onto rugby union and Israel Folau and the fact that he hates gay people and the fact that he's a dumb fucking idiot. You know what? We can. We can because it's our podcast. Um, what I have also seen. Because uh, I've been going a bit of a deep dive into Israel Flowers, like uh, Instagram, and also his family, like his wife and his fucking brother, and just like because they're all, they are all hard ass, like uh, uh, extreme Christian. Like it's not like a, oh yeah, I go to church on Sundays with mum and dad, and I fucking have an Easter lunch. Like, and what has been sort of what I was surprised to see when I was going on Israel's fucking Instagram is the amount of other mainly Islander players, not just in rugby union, rugby league, AFL, that are actually like fucking with him under his Instagram posts and shit. Like they're not all, they're not all saying like, yeah, because Israel's not posting on his Instagram about gay people, right? He's just saying hyper Christian shit. Yes. But you would imagine, right? If you were a Christian person, which we aren't, there is no place for God in this podcast. Um, (laughs) If you were a Christian person and your mate was saying some Christian shit that was far too extreme for your Christian beliefs, you just sort of stay away from even commenting on his Instagram page. You're like, oh, shit, my mate Israel's spouting off some real homophobic fucking weird shit. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Like he's you know, lost it. Like he's lost it, right? But so I would, I, I would think that I would not even comment on anything, even if his next post on Instagram is just about like, don't like make sure you repent, otherwise you won't go to heaven. I'd just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give these ones a miss, Israel, and like, you know, I believe in God as well, but I'm just gonna let you do your thing here and implode. But Will Genia, Sakopi Kepu, fucking uh, Brad Takarang, really, Nick Natanui, fucking mate, all the boys, Curtis Rona, like all these people in his comments. Fist bumps, yeah, bro. Preach, ooze, fucking yeah, dude. Da, 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 like all this shit, and I'm like, they are almost more gutless than he is. If they, I, I don't, because they standing behind they're him. They're standing behind him, but they've got no guts to actually come out and say anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're seeing what he's saying and going through. And whilst I think he's a fucking piece of shit and an idiot for saying it. Uh, or just not a piece of shit, but just clearly unintelligent. Yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. Saying. yeah. Not a the, great thinker. Not a great thinker. But all these guys that are coming in and commenting on it, and like, yeah, dude, a fist bump, yeah, sick, dude, preach, son, like whatever that shit is. Yeah. They <laughs> are actually more gutless, but as equally fucked up as he is. Oh, because yeah, because they're supporting his comments, they're but they don't have the they don't, they don't have, have the, the nuts, the gahonas to, to come, come out, out and actually say anything. Yeah. 
And it just it's it pisses me off. It pisses me off so much. And also, and again, I'm sorry to get on my little fucking ranty high. No, 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 rant, but I can't help it. But rugby Australia, these gutless little pussies who can't can't do anything about Israel because obviously rugby Australia is fucked, right? So you can't you can't have them come out and go, Israel, uh, sorry, mate. Yeah, you got a right to free speech, but in the same fucking conversation, we also have the right to just go, yeah, thank you. Well, we'll just, we'll move you on now, Israel. We'll move you on. But they don't. They come out with this bullshit about religious freedom and all this shit. Could you imagine? But why those- couldn't But why couldn't they come out? Why couldn't they, at, at the very least, why haven't they come out being like, we don't support these views, we don't condone these views? Like, they, they haven't do. even, have they? They do, but that's, I don't think that's enough. In the sense of, imagine if Usman Khawaja, a proud and gorgeous Muslim man, mm, gorgeous. came out and said, you know what? I don't believe women should be able to drive. Sorry, it's just my religious beliefs and women shouldn't be able to drive cars. Do you think that anyone in Australia would tolerate that bullshit? Mm. Do you think that he'd be allowed to? I personally don't think he would. I think he would get fucking flicked pretty damn quickly. Mm. Or at least given a hiding and then like retract it. Cricket Australia would go, shut the fuck up, mate. We pay your bills. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, an article I read was like, we now know who holds the power in Australia, the, the athlete or, the, or management. Because the athlete, the 100%. Athlete. Because they've got they've the lure of European nothing. They said nothing. And you know what? Neither's David fucking Pocock who comes out and goes... Yes, calls that surprises Calls me. out Jacques Potgieter, the South African player who apparently called someone a faggot on the field. Calls him out. Good on oh, him. I can't believe he hasn't said, said anything. Said nothing. And I'm not, I'm not specifically shitting on Pocock for that, but... The silence amongst Australian rugby players around when this guy's saying this is pretty fucking damning. But I just, think. but particularly, particularly that that pot gator thing yeah. when he was like, "Oh, that was like, don't say that." Can't on the field. say that, man. That was a huge fucking Yahoo. Yeah, if that was a huge Yahoo. You're stopping a game for that, and you're not even, and then you can't, and then you have your best player in the country, the most high profile, in the time when rugby Australia is fucked. Bringing all this bad press and saying the wor- and saying this fucked up stuff about gay people, and and no one's saying a f- no one's saying a word. Not a whisper. Anyway, that's that's bloody another. I, don't, I mean, I think you I think you put a bow on it. Yeah, you put a bow on it. You've wrapped it up nicely. You wrap it up. Pun- I agree with you wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Punter dribblers, we are doing another interview this week. Uh, oh yeah, R- Richie Vass, uh, big wave surfer, bra boy, UFC fighter. Stinging for this Vasilich, I believe is the uh, Correct pronunciation Of his last name But I think More commonly known As Richie Vass uh, We're going to be Chatting with him On Wednesday Should be out later This week Maybe next week But very keen to do it Keep your ears To the grand punters Dribblers Because it's going to be A lot of fun Yeah it'll shit loads of fun uh, Hello Sport Podcast On Instagram Go check you know us the out drill. You know the drill And Like Subscribe Share Five stars Correct. Uh, until next week, punter dribblers, we will see you later in the week, actually, because we're going to talk with you out. <laughs> Could you two just not talk anymore? Are you suffering from soreness, rheumatism, gout, arthritis? A Japanese herbal steam bath can help alleviate your pain. We invite you to the Japanese bathhouse in the Blue Mountains. After three hours, you'll feel renewed. Experience a Japanese way of life for a day and ease away pain. Visit us this weekend. Go to japanesebathhouse.com.au Partners and dribblers, just need to tell you about uh, the number one rosé ever created. That is uh, Big Day Rosé. 
your boys here, obviously, Rosé Barons, amongst other things. Don't mind a rosé. Don't mind it. One that's light, in colour, dry, and fuckable. It's very fuckable. It's up for it. You know what I mean? Oh, this, mate, the rosé's up for it. Whenever you want it. Well, type thing. The the beauty of being a rosé baron is I've always got rosé on hand, which is nice. And I've always got a bottle in the fridge, just getting cold as fuck. You've always got a bottle that's keen. Keen as. Giving me eyes. Yeah, yeah. And fuck me eyes. Yeah, yeah, real fuck well, me, drink eyes. me eyes. A lingering stare. Yes. And had friends over the other night, and obviously I was like, I slipped a bottle out for everyone. Getting stares? Yeah, I was getting stares. It was sort of like whistling at me from the fridge. <laughs> Got out there, ripped the top off it, and we all enjoyed it. And I'm just like, Jesus, dude. Like, they're just, a rose doesn't get better. Still rose drinking season two. It's, In earnest. Oh, God, yeah. It's Should fucking hot as shit. 37, 38. They're talking 40 this week, mate. 40 degrees. Tell me that's not rosé drinking season? It is. If you Come haven't got on. Any, if you haven't got any, get some. Get some now. While the getting's good because the getting won't be good for much longer. Hellosport.shop. Big day rosé. Get You're it. welcome. Get, get it down. You gob.